What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode two of We All Deserve to Eat, a space where we will build perspective and share experiences and grow together. My name is Neil, and whatever your reason for being here, I'm very happy you're here. Thank you for joining me on this journey. What's going on, everybody? So, happy, happy Thursday for those of you who are listening, maybe perhaps maybe Friday, um, depending on where you're listening from again. But I uh, wanted to thank everybody for all the positive feedback and the support on episode one. It was just something that I kind of put out there and had been doing for a little bit. And I really, really appreciate all of the feedback and all of the support that I got from it. So hopefully we'll it'll continue as we talk about a different uh, variety of issues. But um, first and foremost, um, besides the thank yous, I need to quickly send out a huge congratulations uh, to all of my teacher friends and educator friends, administrator friends who are down south right now, that uh, whether or not uh, you have finished the school year, whether or not this is your last couple days together with your classes, um, as an educator... <laughs> It's a really bittersweet time, and I know this as a high school teacher. Um, Obviously, this hasn't been a normal year. Um, I've been teaching virtually since September, and I know that a lot of uh, my teacher friends uh, who I've met and connected with on different platforms or, you know, that have been in my life for a number of years have gone through just so much in terms of switching back and forth between hybrid and dealing with online learning and, and, you know, trying to keep all of these students engaged and then at the same time if you're a high school teacher you're trying to prepare them for the next chapter in their life and if you're a middle school teacher you're trying to prepare them for that chapter and going on to high school perhaps and if you're an elementary teacher you just deserve all of the all of the medals and all of the hugs because socially distanced of course um because i I can't even imagine what it's like to be an ece or a uh an elementary school teacher you know we, we make jokes about middle school and high school and i get that I think every teacher who teaches at their own level wonders how other teachers at different levels can do it. And as a high school teacher, I mean, for the the ECEs in here and the kindergarten teachers and especially the early grades, one to four, not to diminish any other grade up to grade 12, but my goodness gracious, I think that a lot of educators just in the context of support can be like, my goodness, yes. Kudos, not to take any kudos away from me or any of my colleagues, but kudos to the kindy teachers, especially who just, I don't know how you do it. It is mind boggling, but it's a bittersweet time. So congratulations on finishing a not normal school year. Congratulations on, uh, you know, trying your best to keep these kids engaged and you made more of an impact than, than you believe you did. I know we all have our ups and down days, but I can guarantee you made that impact regardless of whether you think you did or not. Did everybody suffer this year a little bit? Absolutely. Did we all deal with conflict and did we all deal with, you know, internal, you know, whether it's keeping our mental health afloat or making sure that our students are okay? Absolutely. And shout out to all the parents who took on that educator role. I think I've said that in enough TikToks and enough TikTok lives that I've joined in where people have bothered, um, or, or sorry, bothered, people have taken the time to give a shout out to all the educators, to all the non-educators that might be listening right now that took on that teacher role for whatever length of time. You know, hopefully you understand a little bit more of what we're going through, but my goodness, thank you so much for 
truly your support. I felt nothing but love from different parents and different uh, people who have taken on that educator role that just say we get it. And thank you for, you know, what you do. But really, thank you to you. Right. So, you know, now to move on to today's episode, I think that the topic at hand is is it's going to be two pronged. There's going to be a connection into next week's episode because we're going to deal. It's a pretty heavy topic, not heavy, but it's just a loaded topic. And it's going to be addressing something that, you know, we all deal with as people every day. And it has to do with conflict. And we're going to talk about external conflict and external forces of conflict and resolutions next week. But we'll talk a little bit today about internal conflict and how we focus on self-improvement and how we continue to grow as people, as individuals, and why that is so important. And if you take a moment just now, think about how you deal with conflict, internal conflict. What do you do? What are your processes and what are your methods of dealing with conflict? Some of us deal with it very poorly and we're very self-aware of that. Some of us have dealt with it poorly before and we're very aware of that. And because of maybe those experiences, we've developed strategies in how to deal with ourselves when we hit our valleys in, you know, our life of peaks and valleys. We go through ups and downs. And how do we deal with it when we're having a rough week or just going through a rough patch in life where we wonder, maybe we feel a little lost or we wonder where our career is going to take a turn. And I'm definitely, definitely included in that boat. Um, I've had a career change. I've often wondered what's going to happen in the future. Um, you know, when you when you make a big change, it's scary. And that's one of the reasons that conflict occurs. Now, we usually deal with conflict a couple ways. And not again that it's that it's would be defined as it's a t- bad way of dealing with conflict, but maybe it's not the most effective in terms of what we want to achieve when it comes to resolution. So if this resonates with you at all, I'm definitely guilty of this. But we have, I'm sure, all dealt with conflict in the following couple ways. We've either ignored the situation, hope that it'll go away, which we all know sometimes it does, and more oftentimes than not it doesn't, it just bottles up. We may internalize it, or we may address it not in the same mindset um, of wanting a resolution so much as wanting to let the other person know or perhaps letting yourself know in the case of internal conflict, we get aggressive with ourselves. We start becoming our own worst critic. But the getting aggressive will deal more with next week when it comes to more confrontation and dealing with an external party in order to deal with the conflict and find a resolution, right? So when we talk about how we should deal with it, you know, we usually sometimes do, we're our own worst critic. I've said that before. And we sometimes just hope that it will go away or we don't deal with the problem. Sometimes we internalize it. Sometimes we bottle it up. And I think that it's important to understand where internal conflict may come from and understand that conflict is not always a bad thing. Conflict is often categorized as something that is very negative. It brings a negative energy into a space. But I can tell you that any professional athlete, any person that's performed at the peak of their career has had to deal with some level of internal conflict. They've had to wonder if their methods are working for them, if this is sustainable. 
they perhaps there's a conflict over lifestyle perhaps more commonly it's over ideologies and beliefs but if we think of conflict as an opportunity to learn to grow to discover our purpose if we're in that self-discovery stage or we have taken a different career path and left one area and gone to another if you take it as an opportunity to learn as i said in the first episode the initial road you take may have different avenues and different paths that come up that you don't see until you take that first turn until you stay on that road for a little bit and commit to it but avenues and different paths open up as you remain open to learning so sometimes we have to take conflict internal conflict as an opportunity to learn and that brings me to my next point which is some myths of conflict that through different theories now a lot of these ideas you may have heard before and that's fine i'm just putting my perspective on it and how i've tried to relay it to my class but these are not original philosophical ideas these are ideas and theories that i've come across in my studies and through my you know research and, and discovery of of my communications and and psych background um but it's just a way that I've sort of taken bits and pieces. But if you've he- heard theories like this before, I don't blame you. Absolutely. I've heard them too before. So sometimes just to be able to compartmentalize it and to, into an episode or into my perspective, that's sort of the goal here. Just to preface, if you, if you ever think, oh, this sounds familiar or this sounds like something I've read before, probably. And I hope you can relate to this, this perspective as well, right? But when we talk about myths of conflict, I've identified this earlier. We talk about, you know, that it might not be nice to have conflict. And I don't think that that is, I I do believe that that carries a degree of truth. Excuse me. But I think that conflict can also mean that you care. You are passionate about something. And we often relay that message to our kids all the time. Find something you're passionate about. But when you find something you're passionate about or when you have strong ideas, One thing that perhaps isn't pushed enough, maybe in just my experience, is when you put something out to the world, you have to be ready for that counter. You have to be ready for somebody to disagree with you. But conflict is not the same as a fight. Okay, A fight, there is usually a win-lose. It's that scenario. You are in to win this fight. No one goes into a fight looking for a draw. But a conflict has that opportunity for compromise. Sometimes a fight does too, but more often than not, just for simplicity, fight versus conflict and categorizing them different, conflicts, I feel, have a higher potential for win-win. And a true person who, I want to say, a, a true, how would I say this? In regards to a team, a true leader or a true captain never doesn't experience conflict because they will put forth an ideology and regardless of the fact of this is the decision that they've made sometimes we we categorize that as an executive decision you may have heard that term before the bottom line is a true team and a leader who is passionate about what they do will experience conflict will experience that and they will experience internal and external conflict When you are an entrepreneur and you are deciding that this is the direction you want to take your business in, you are taking that risk. You may experience internal conflict that way, and that's completely normal. But I 
think that sometimes we often stigmatize conflict as something we want to avoid. And one thing I try to push to my students is every day, every single day, you are going to experience some level of conflict. And that's okay. And that's okay. To wrap up today, I wanted to focus on three things that I think that we should focus on when dealing with internal conflict. And as I said, we will move into external forces and external conflict and conflict resolution. But for today, as we focus on ourselves and we focus on how to deal with internal conflict, I think it's important to remember three things. And something you'll learn about me, I'm a high school business teacher. I don't know why, I've said this to my, to my classes before, I don't know why I didn't make the rules, but business people tend to like things in groups of three. I don't know why. Just if you have an idea to put forth, give me three reasons why you think this would work. Give me three reasons why. Give me three examples or tell me more. And just to have that kind of structure into this episode and into these podcasts, you'll notice I'll say three things, but it's not confined to three things. Don't get me wrong. My thinking is not binary. It is 100% not constricted to just these three things. But for the sake of time and the sake of argument, we're just going to focus on these three things. So I think that the first one when dealing with internal conflict, really focus on the issue and not the personality. And when we talk about separating personal and professional, even focusing on the individual, there is a degree of connection there. Do not focus on all the things that you are doing wrong. Focus on things where perhaps you feel you've become stagnant or your life has plateaued in that certain area. And from there, you'll be able to easier to more easily, sorry, identify solutions for that. But if you focus just on your personality, we are our own biggest critic. And I said that last week. We tend to sometimes focus on the blame and always what we're doing wrong. And we lose sight of the bigger picture. We don't focus on solutions. We focus on all the things from our past that have led us to where we are. But don't focus on the fact that tomorrow is always a new opportunity. Whether we like it or not, the sun will come up tomorrow. The one thing we can all do with more of that we don't get is time. And I remember taking my own advice finally and advice from some close friends on this podcast. And I remember one one of my close friends said to me, you know, it's nice that you have all these ideas. And I, I like that you have your episodes sort of laid out and you're you're willing to do that. But right now, until you put your first episode out, you're all talk. Do it. Don't be a dreamer. Just start doing it. Focus on how you can actually start this journey that you that you claim to want so bad. And that was a real wake up call. Yeah. Don't focus on, oh, my computer is not charged or, oh, I don't have the right setup. Neither does anybody else or maybe maybe they do now, but at the beginning, focus on the opportunity that you can to better yourself and to find solutions when the situation is not always ideal but focus on the solutions and not the blame and the source of the conflict and always turning to yourself as the source of the problem. That will allow you to focus on the future and will allow you to build 
on your past experiences. And through that, you will be able to grow. You will be able to keep that learning curve growing exponentially rather than it plateauing. It's just something to think about. So as we move into next week and we talk about external conflict and conflict resolution and different ways, you will definitely hear some things and some stories where it will be relatable, especially for my career people here because experiences are the things that shape us and I'm really, really hoping that some of these experiences and some of these stories that will come out next week will, you know, connect with you in some way. But for now, I wanted to thank you very much for joining me for episode two. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week, rest of your day, wherever you are listening from. And I look forward to continuing this journey with you. Thank you so much again for listening and have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day.